When in Australia, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the country, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders' past, present, and emerging. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Kurang Manis podcast. Introducing Puppy Zack, well known in the comedy circuit in Malaysia and the biggest Malaysia has to offer, states his website. For over 12 years, Puppy's written and performed materials for his show. He's fast established a quirky brand of humor and witty observations on everyday life. A former radio DJ and also television host, Puppy speaks to us about his fitness journey how he shed over 30 kilos from his 160 kilo stature. He speaks about his childhood as a third culture kid, his mother's amazing cooking, his quest to inspire others on the path towards fitness, just as he has. And he speaks about relationships, his relationship with food. In the same episode, you'll hear the voices of Dr. Pran Yoganathan, gastroenterologist from episode three, and also Dr. Desmond Menon, medical lab scientist from episode 2. Papi poses some curious questions to Dr. Pran, and together we learn about satiety, cholesterol levels, gout, and many more. Enjoy the show. So Papi used to host um, a, a travel uh, show, a very funny travel show. I love catching that. When, when we started on this project, we, uh, we, we had Uwe, um, who is a very famous film director in Malaysia. He was one of the judges and he said to us, because the word kurang manis in Malay doesn't only mean less sweet, it also means impolite. So he reminded us to not do any fat shaming, which is why, Papi, we, we, we spoke to you because we wanted to get that other perspective. You guys picking on me already? What? <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I feel I feel good. I feel healthy. Um. It's it's sometimes. Um. Well, I was. I, I remember when I was uh, at a point where I was about uh about 160 kilos, and I'll just go one flight upstairs, and uh, you know, I'll be out of breath, or just uh just a simple walk to like uh to, I I live in a con the simple walk to the to the lobby would uh would cause my my body to sweat. But I generally sweat a lot anyway. But yeah, but still, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there was there, there was a transformation that I I went through that I when I realized that, uh, um, you know, I, I was very unhealthy. I was uh, living off of uh, um, Coca Cola for for uh, like I I had like four cans per meal, and I was having like you know three four meals throughout the whole day. <laughs> I personally just had my blood checked and, and my health checkup and my cholesterol and my uric acid was kind of high, uh, understandable because, um, you know, like, like, uh, you said, Dr. Prana, I was, I was on a very uh, heavy protein diet. And so I was just wondering, like, how do you like decrease it? 
Uh, look, it's it, the Pappy. It's a very complicated thing, but someone who's on a low carbohydrate uh, diet, the interpretation of the cholesterol uh, results is very, very different. Um, so, someone mm-hmm. like me, I'm, I'm extremely insulin sensitive. Um, all the metrics are good, but my total cholesterol is high. Right, and mm. and um, whilst that concerns a lot of my colleagues, the reality is the modern evidence doesn't show that's associated with ill health at all. There's other metrics to measure cardiovascular health, so I would encourage you to get a baseline coronary artery calcium score, which is a non-invasive tool that'll tell you how much calcific damage, which is a surrogate marker for for heart disease, rather than worry about a total cholesterol. Some of the fittest people I know and the healthiest people I know have a cholesterol that is outside or above F reference range. We've also got to remember that 80% of heart attacks that present to hospital with their first heart attacks do so with a normal or low cholesterol. It is a poor marker for any mm-hmm. form of health. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, but, but you know, do the, do the due diligence. Uric acid should normalize over time. I think the diet that gets you leanest um, is a high-protein diet without question. The literature would back me on that. So if, if the diet gets you lean, how could it be... Um, how could it be negative in any way? So I think you just have confidence and go forth and, um, and, and um, yeah, don't worry too much about the metrics. It's about how you feel. Thank you. Thanks. Happy was, um, I was checking out your Instagram posts. Very, mm. very interesting. Lots Which of one? topics, <laughs> lots of topic in there. <laughs> from, uh, from Muay Thai to weightlifting to food and uh, uh, Hari yeah. Raya. <laughs> yeah, I had to, you know, I guess um, it's it's all about, like, uh, it's kind of corny, but, you know, it's it's what the, 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 in Karate Kid, Mr. Mr. Miyagi, the teacher says, life is all about balance. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, um, as much food that I take in, you know, I must balance it with the amount of exercise that I must put out. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your childhood. My my father was a diplomat. So ever since I was born, I was uh, living in different countries. Um, uh, and as Jasmine um, uh, introduced me, I'm a third culture kid. So I've never lived in Malaysia for, um, for the first uh, 16 years of my life. Um, it came back in, uh, when I was uh, around yeah, 16, 17. Um, when my dad was posted to uh, Cambodia during the Khmer Rouge uprising. So it, I had to just kind of like reintegrate with my own culture, if you say, like, you know, get to know my own country. Um, the language was, was always there. You know, my, my Malay was, eh, you know, um, my parents insisted that, you know, we speak English because they wanted me to be very diplomatic and be greeting their guests that they have over um, di- in different countries um, that we stayed in. Um, the schools uh, were very adamant about learning the local languages. So, I mean, uh, I mean, my first memories of uh, being a kid is like in, in Japan. So, um I can I I picked up Japanese and then we moved to Belgium where I picked up French um, and then uh, we were in Croatia for a bit not too long but I don't know why but we I picked up German <laughs> so um, what, what was I, the constant when when you know all all these travels what was the constant food that was always on the dinner table. <laughs> 
um well this this is a plug for <laughs> for this company uh that would be Maggie me Maggie <laughs> <laughs> noodles yes that, that commercial uh, you can't always... go wrong with the curry flavor and the asam laksa um <laughs> Try the new Mr. Potato flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your ad on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. You with yeah. the sombrero hat as a Mexican. Um, you know what? Um, I have this question about relationship with food. And this applies to all of us, right? Even Desmond. Mm. I don't know what he's doing. He's smiling and typing. But my mom, for example, has this relationship with food whereby every single day she'll ask me to go down to Bangkok Lane in Penang and get her a bowl of the Mi Goreng Mama mm. noodles. She's got a, a fascination and a passion for noodles. Yeah, right. yeah. Shirley's a noodle fan. What's your relationship with food, puppy? Is there something that you just can't live without? I tell you, it's uh, here's here's my relationship with food. It's uh, okay. No, no offense to people, uh, to the ladies out there, but is that that crazy ex girlfriend that you can never stop seeing? You know, you know it's bad for you, but you just you just got to go back to. There's something about her that just pulls you in and. And you get in trouble, you know, you you overindulge and then you put on the weight and then you're like, oh, my God, what am I, no, we're done. We're done. We're breaking up for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going the healthy lifestyle. I'm going to be straight and narrow. You know, and then that, that one sip of like soda, just like, oh, my God, I got to go back, girl. Oh, come on. I missed you. I, I just don't know how to quit you. <laughs> I totally get you because for me, I think my relationship with food is like, it's like a sordid affair. Uh, not that I've ever done one. Maybe I should. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, I, I would try so hard to be good. And then my brother will come home like, come on, Jess, have some. Live it up. <laughs> mm, enablers. Mm, yeah. Enablers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So even though you're trying so hard, if you're in a family or in a household, it, it really starts with that person who buys the food, isn't it? So in your household, um, who buys the food? Well, in in my household, it's not so much the the person who buys the food, more like the person who cooks the food. Mm. So in this instance, it would be my mother. And nothing... Uh, nothing can beat the uh, the guilt trip that um, an Asian mom can give you. It's like, why you don't like mama's cooking? Why mama cook all day for you, and this is how you treat mama? And it's like, uh, but I'm on a diet. Upper diet? What what diet are you talking about? Why this is this mama's food? You want? Why don't you want to eat mama's food? <laughs> oh, my son is all. So I, it's like it's like that, you know. You can't I think, you cannot say no. Yeah, we all have that, right? Our re- relationship with food actually traces all the way back mm. um, in our households. Pretty much, yeah. It starts slowly from there, and then suddenly, like, oh yeah, mom, mom made this uh, really nice dish, like nice pasta dish. Like my mom's okay. I, I don't know what it is. I think everybody is uh, uh, for, like really, really sure that their mom's spaghetti bolognese is the best bolognese in the world. So I like to say that my mom's spaghetti bolognese is the best in the world. 
But then some people say, oh, no, my mom's in the but I can't like the moment she makes it, she knows that that's my that's my uh, that's my weakness. When can we and, go over? <laughs> yeah, then uh, that's that's when the floodgates open, you know, like, oh, one one night of spaghetti bolognese. The next is like, oh, I need something to just 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 feel that craving, you know, something, something. And then. So as as an artist, um, during, you know, this uh, whole lockdown period, because in Malaysia right now, you guys are in lockdown mode, right? Right. You, and uh, it's recently been expanded. What's what's happening, Bas- man? Okay, basically, as uh, entertainers, um, we are we are on lockdown as well. Like when, when the, mo- the moment the... The uh, bars, the concert halls, the theaters closed down. Um, no public shows. It was there was. I mean, we weren't getting, we weren't getting any sort of income, you know. Um, and it was, and it's a tough time. It's honestly like uh, we as entertainers, we need an outlet. Yeah, well, you, uh, you know what I'm tempted you, to do. I'm I'm so tempted to call out to Uncle Roger and say, "Hey, Uncle Roger, come la." Cook fried rice with Puppy Zach, you know, see what you guys can do. And then get Dr. Pran in there and Dr. Desmond in there. That'll be quite fun, you know, some kind of like a virtual cooking session. And seriously, uh, I, I think... If, if if you had Dr. Pran in there, he'd be like, no fried rice, only fried... Cauliflower. Fried cauliflower. <laughs> oh, no, he's not on He's not on vegetable. Yeah, he's not vegetable, on vegetable. Not, not his But he looks, he looks very trim. I have to say in person, he is fit. <laughs> you're, you're training right now to do wrestling as a career or is it a hobby? Um, for me, it started out as an opportunity to do something different. Um. Like I said, the the st- uh, stand up comedy, the comedy clubs are all closed. And my friend, who like we worked before in the entertainment industry, he um, he approached me. He said, "I have this new concept uh, of uh, that I want to try out, and uh, I would like you to be a part of it." And then it just happened to be uh, this uh, wrestling organization. And uh, for me, it. There was a lot of things I was learning about uh, about the art of wrestling. It's a it's it's sports entertainment, so entertainment being the key word. Um, I'm thinking lucha libre is suddenly, you know. Yeah, is that the inspiration? Yeah. yeah, and for me, when I when I got into that squared cir- the the wrestling ring, um, it was uh, it was very fulfilling. I get the, I I got the same high as I did when I was performing to a crowd. So um, it was a way to express myself. I was uh, I was in character, you know, and um, people were. It, it, I didn't need that immediate feedback, but the the comments from the views on YouTube just kind of like urged me on. It was good uh, like feedback, you know, and then it, it was a uh, it was a sa- a saving grace for me. Like I wouldn't know what would happen because uh, comedy clubs are shut since september there there was there's no there were no live shows whatsoever since then like we all comedians had to perform through a zoom or which didn't have the same effect as a live uh live audience that you can interact with so when um this opportunity came up i i i did it you know i'm i'm all for like uh 
uh, you only live once kind of like uh, attitude. Let's let, at least try something, you know, and um, it was a childhood dream of mine. I mean, who didn't grow up on uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warriors, right? So <laughs> like to be to be stepping in the same shoes as these greats, uh, you'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And it it lives up to it lives up to it. The wrestling is everything you thought it was when you were a small child and times 10. And I'm my only regret is that I didn't get into it sooner. Uh, I didn't get into it when I was in uh, Ohio, where the where the wrestling uh, <laughs> Uh, camp was just like next door um it's it's it, it was uh yeah yeah I, I just i just wish i could have got into it sooner well i have a question for you papi okay. what is the one thing that you've always wanted to do and um or have not done yet and uh that you're able to use your health for good mm. um my my uh my job is to entertain people and that's what gives me motivation to do my job because i love to make people laugh i love to uh, like entertain them um any way i can either through food or um you know through through comedy um and through wrestling and if i can entertain them in any sort of form like that i'm I'm grateful. Um, and I've always, I guess if you say, this, I, I've, I've always wanted to, uh, do some big competition to kind of like tell everybody that I'm the, I'm an average guy as well. You know, like, uh, I, I went from this weight to this weight, uh, with hard work, perseverance, you know, I could achieve this and so can you. So I like to do that on a bigger stage where it's, uh, uh, what the reach is is more vast, you know. I, I can people will say, "Hey, yeah, I, I heard of Puppy Zach. Yeah, he did. He he did that challenge, and then uh, he's a very inspiring story, you know." Uh, to to end up in like one of those uh, Facebook goal cast uh, <laughs> videos, you know. Well, you definitely. <laughs> he was just a little kid. <laughs> You definitely have been very inspiring, Puppy, because I, I do see your feeds on uh, socials and you've been working out very hard. I, I see you sweating away a lot of times and then in between. Yeah, this- because the gut won't go away. I just want to go away. Why? <laughs> Won't you miss it? You're sorry? Won't you miss it? Won't you miss it? My gut? No. You sure? <laughs> it's, you sure? There's, there was one uh, when when... Back in the day, when I was very flexible, no, I could, I could, like you know, bend over and touch my toes without my gut hindering me from touching my toes. Like some, because uh, now I, I take yoga as well because you know it's it's good to stretch out my muscles. Uh, and I can't. I mean, it's <laughs> when you do yoga in front of a in front of a mirror and you see the position that you're in. I'm like, oh my god, come on, bro! It, it's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, but you know, you—that's why I want to get rid of my gut, so then I can touch my toes, I can do the yoga poses properly, you know, and uh, 
You know, I, I was uh, I connected with uh, this coach Sally from Me Movement in in Sydney, and she does these virtual exercises. So while I was doing the virtual exercises, I took a picture of my belly. It's not a very pretty sight. I sent it to Nikki as inspiration. So only <laughs> don't share it, Nikki. It's it's embarrassing. It's and. My BMI is, uh, I'm considered um, pre-diabetic and also obese. So I am mm. one in two Malaysians who are obese. 50% of the population in Malaysia, um, we are obese. And we are the heaviest nation in that region right now. What an echo. Welcome to the club, girl. No. <laughs> and here we are from, you know, starting with uh, GOAT of the year, Nicole David, the greatest athlete of all time. And here we are sitting here talking oh, yeah. about obesity. Say, say <laughs> hi to her. Sure. She... <laughs> okay, so um, Nicole, Nicole was, uh, was at uh, the comedy club once when, when I was performing. And uh, she's very good friends with my sister. And um, uh, Harith Iskandar. Uh, our, our, our godfather comedy here. He, uh, brought his wife and his wife was just like admiring the, 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 the physique of Nicole David, right? And then she just went ahead and just like, you know, women, cause, oh, I touch your stomach. And then it was like rock hard. And then she, she, she pulled it up a little bit, just displaying this absolute gorgeous of a stomach. I mean, it was like, and it was rock solid too. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind having gut. Like, I don't mind having my gut. It's, it's just that my, it, my one of my, the right side of my gut is like hanging a little lower than the other. It's not, it's not even. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think we've got some plans ahead um, for us, puppy, and that's what the Kurang Manis documentary is about. We yes. hope that together with Desmond. Uh, and Nikki, yourself, and later on, um, we've actually spoken to also Pearly Key, who is a home cook in Penang. Uh, we, we're going to bring six average Malaysians, and we're going to see if we can introduce some what they call interventions. This is a scientific term, la, interventions, and prove that it's not our genetics, um, that actually... If you really want to be healthy, we're not talking about even losing fat or anything. We're just talking about being healthy. We're going to test our DNA, myself included. Maybe I'll bring my mom in as well because um, she's very naughty. If, if she's watching at home, she's probably having like some roti, noodles, whatever, eating. And then she, she's got dementia. So she keeps on forgetting that she's eaten and she's always hungry. <laughs> so... I think if, if you're up for the challenge um, and we like to invite all Malaysians, anyone, anyone who's watching to join us as well, because we want to do this challenge um, where we all start to get on this path of health and feeling good. It's not about losing weight. You know, I think we're very blessed to have uh, scientists like Desmond. Uh, we're so blessed to have met you, actually, <laughs> Desmond, uh, about two years ago. And... Uh, Thanks to the guys at the Fit Summit, uh, we connected. Be shooting for the documentary. So we definitely hope, Papi, that we get to spend more time together and, you know, get on this journey uh, with Desmond and Nikki. And yeah, 
Uh, that's all from me. I look forward to it. I mean, um, uh, it's like, like I said, you know, if I can, if I can go on this journey with you and entertain people at the same time, like, hey. lots to come. So, one last note uh, before we say thank you and goodbye to everyone. What is the one meal that you have in your mind right now? Right now. Right now. That's that's a very tough question. Uh, it's going to take a while because you know even even with like the 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 food apps, right? You, you're dis- deciding what to have. You're like, oh yeah, I'll have a little bit of you know, I'll have healthy. But then you come across, oh, that 18 inch pizza looks good though, and then oh, that's bagel with the with the cream cheese and jalapeno. I'm like oh, but um, if you say right now, uh, I. I am thinking about chick, uh, katsudon, chicken katsudon, ah. the Jap- Japanese rice dish. With the breaded um, chicken. Yeah, mixed with the egg. Yep. And um, I, it's, it's, it's kind of like a tricky dish. So like if I go to a Japanese restaurant, I don't know anything about it. And I see that this, men- uh, this katsudon is on the menu. I would, I would order it. To see, to gauge how good this Japanese restaurant is. Cause if you can't make a great bowl of katsudon, then you don't deserve to be, you know, a Japanese restaurant. Katsudon <laughs> in our minds. Nikki? I usually don't eat breakfast. So there's no food in my brain right now. So I usually only have two meals a day. I used to eat like five meals a day. So now it's only two within that eight hours period. So food hasn't got into my brain yet. But I have a question for Poppy, actually. I was just going to ask, who would you like to see on the show next? And uh, what is that impact that you think will be uh, important for you and our world? Mm. Who would I like to see? Um, I guess uh, for me, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity, right? I mean, this could be the that guy who who kind of like went on that journey of like um lose losing weight like so, someone positive you know um there's like you said uh jasmine there's a lot of people who uh like malaysia is is uh there's a lot of people diagnosed with di- diabetes and i i've seen so many inspiring stories by these uh individuals who who were on on the brink of you know getting diabetes and, but then changed their lifestyle, you know, and made that transformation. And then uh, now they're happier, healthier, and better, better off. So maybe, you know, I mean, in, in light of the, the whole Kurang Manes theme, right? Uh, maybe the, these are the guys that, uh, you, you know, you would like, I'd like to see in the, in the podcast. Um, I, if you, if you want, I can recommend you my, my friend who was um, just as big as I was. Um, worked out every day, did the he- whole healthy eating. Um, and he was, he was just, he was just in a bad place when he was big. Right. And when he went through the transformation, you see the change in him. He's become less angry. Uh, he's, he's more chirpy, talkative, you know, and he was, he was able to get a girlfriend, made him a better person. And, That's and awesome. uh, it was, it was like, uh, his, his, 
his transformation was really, really inspiring to see. And, and he's actually just reaching out to anybody out there who's also in the same position. You know, I, I know sometimes you can't help yourself being fat. You know, you, you cannot control your, your, your food intake or, or it's a, it's a, it's a, what disturbing behavior where, you know, you, you're depressed. So you eat and then you can't, uh, and you, you feed more into the depression because you can't stop eating. Right. So, um, he wants to, he wants to reach out and help out, uh, individuals like that who, uh, you know, who are angry or want, who want to better themselves initially. So just enjoy your life. Actually, you know what? I, I, I wore this t-shirt especially and, uh, Rod Mori from Sydney Podcast Studios was looking at me saying, why are you wearing this green shirt? I'm like, because so that I can walk yeah. into this cup of tea and say, move it, move it's it. Like, so anyway. See right through you? See is right that through it? me. And this is the fitness movement. If you want to follow us, we're actually at move8.org. It's a fitness movement. Join our group because we will be talking. If you want to lose weight, get a girlfriend, that one, I cannot help you. Lah. Thank you very much, Papi, for being with us today. And hey, Jasmine, thanks for having me, Jasmine. Thank you, Nikki, as well. Thank, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in to just two average girls. Um, we're not famous. We don't, don't follow us on socials. We're not so famous. Follow them. <laughs> follow our guests. Thank you. See everyone on the next um episode can i say hi to all my friends in australia who is listening in sure oh okay all right all right hey what up glenn what up john you guys are supposed to be working but you're uh, listening to my <laughs> the, this podcast so uh you know get on it and uh what up china <laughs> oh, okay on my mind i've got chakotiao on that note see you guys later ciao bye thanks everyone bye Thank you for listening so far. We hope you've enjoyed it. Here's a taste of Puppy's sense of humor. Enjoy. Like when I'm going to a party, all these guys were introduced to you. This is my roommate, Zach. He's from Malaysia. They talk to me as if I'm deaf. <laughs> these girls came out to me like, Hi! <laughs> My name is Mandy. This is my friend Sandy. We're American. And then of course I approached him. I was like, hey, how you doing? I'm Zach. Oh my god, you speak good American. Oh, jeez. So where are you from again? Uh, Malaysia? Oh, is that like Mexico? I say it, I say it how I see it, you know, especially in workplaces, I tell you, most efficient people, Chinamen. <laughs> Chinamen, you go up to them, you ask for the uh, most impossible thing, what's their response? Yeah. Indians are a bit smarter than that. Because then they'll take the work and then they'll push it to the Chinaman. <laughs>
immensely rewarding to meet with people so fired up with passion and strong purpose that when you're in their company, even an ant could feel like they could change the world. I've been in the presence of these magnificent humans and have witnessed how so amazing they are, leaving a trail of light for those who follow the path. And this is the aspiration of the Kurang Manis podcast, to bring you conversations with persons from Asia and Pacific who are world-class at their vocation and share their path to mastery, their daily habits, their new normal, and how they strive to leave a legacy for others to continue on. Join us on our next episode as we speak with yet another inspiring guest. Could it be you, perhaps?